This shit is unbelievable. You are listening to Wanye's World, a new podcast on the Nation Network presented by Oodle Noodle. Wanye's World, episode eight. Coming at you live from the middle of the river valley on a spookingly unsnowy day. A spookily unsnowy day. There was zero millimeters of precipitation last month, boys. What? Zero. First time in a hundred years. That can't. Hmm. I saw it on the news. Popular. It didn't rain once. No. I remember a little skiff of snow. I re- yeah, I was going to say, I thought I remembered a little bit of rain because right in my head always goes mm. November rain. But it went away right away. I think. Yeah, they, but it still counts. It fell out of the sky. Well, CTV News said it was the driest was, month. Was it in Josh Clawson? It was global. Ooh. I'm a global man. So not a real meteorologist. It's not. Meteorology isn't a science. It's an art. Okay. And <laughs> if they get the, it wrong. Was it, what, what, what was it? The morning? Was it the afternoon? The, the nighttime morning? o'clock one? news. Wanya Jr. and I sit down mm. and we watch the news. Let's figure it out. Yeah. We get our <laughs> daily news. And that chap said it was the driest month in a hundred years. Crazy. It was for my girlfriend as well. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, my God. Oh boy. Uh, you shouldn't know. <laughs> it was a lie the other way. Oh, you know who it wasn't dry for in the driest month of the year? My house. It'd be raining. Yeah, raining. Raining. Yeah. How are you feeling, Rick, about the Oilers? They seem to be. Trending towards the right direction. Yeah, I like I was saying on the other podcast the other day is that I think I saw a difference in the team probably right at the beginning of that first three game winning streak. Um, then you know this the the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay game happened and you know we had the lead and coughed it up whatever you dumbass. Carolina, all right, got smacked there. Um, I think there's one other loss in there somewhere maybe, but no, it's a much different team. Um, mistakes are always going to be there. That's who we are but the bad balances aren't going against us all the time. So when you make a mistake, a mistake is made and everybody can sit back and, you know, help you out and bail you out. Whereas before um, there'd be like a two on one, they step over the blue line, take a shot. It goes off our defenseman's shin pads directly to his left, <laughs> ends up right on their forward stick who puts it directly into the net. Our goalie could barely move over in time. It was just so many bad things are happening back then that, now, this is kind of what I expected the team to be um, probably early in the season. I'd like to see them a little bit tighter in their own end right now. But with the new coach uh, right now, I think their their PK has got to be close to 90 percent right now. Wow. I, that's a huge. That's a huge difference. I mean, with, with Woody, it was 70. Right. So I don't know if it's what it is exactly. And then people sat there wanted to make fun of it. But Paul Coffey's done something positive for the defense. 100%. Yeah. And you know what? And just think back before, everybody sat there and shit upon all the news. Paul Coffey, and it's this, that, and the other thing. Some of us made snarky memes. What are you saying? <laughs> See? They were funny and well-received. <laughs> People on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I feel like this is a a good sign for us. That, you know, it was not a red wine move. It was not, you know, just whatever, hiding it down the line. It's actually somebody who's earning his spot right now. And I think you brought it up last show. You brought up other couple other coaches that would, you know, never coached before. And why not give this guy a chance or this guy a chance? And it's valid for those guys. And that, you know, we the same thing with Paul Coffey here. It's just the fact he's connected to the eighties. It looked bad. Well, it, it noticeably, especially since coffee came in, Cody Cece has been the best all around defenseman. He's been jumping up into plays. He just hasn't scored yet. It's, yeah, I mean that's not really his. No, no, thing, that, right? That's so. the thing. It's been noticeably different for yeah. him. Is that he, he's jumping into plays. He's fighting for pucks behind the opposition team's net, and then he's coming back and tracking back and back checking. It almost feels like they have some. They have some better, and I hate to say it because it was a thing at the beginning and then it wasn't supposed to be a thing even they were losing but they have a better system it's like they're more confident yeah. each other in themselves even they're not standing there trying to like figure out which x they're supposed to be standing on they're they're sitting there reacting to the play in front of them the funny thing is that you mentioned there about the the save the goalie not getting over in time mm. i feel like that's a trend with skinner and i i, I watch 
different goalies that we're playing against specifically against Skinner to see the difference between the post to post play. And sometimes it feels like Skinner just gets caught watching before he makes his move way too often. And I'm curious about his eyesight. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why? Cause that would be the same thing there. Like if you don't quite have the puck and it takes you an extra fraction of a second to yeah. find the puck, you might be behind. And let's go back to the NFL, Jameis Winston, right? That was exactly what they said about him. Right, he really couldn't see, so he's missing. But guys, by like a fraction of a second, you look at the two games ago. I think in the first period, he had troubles tracking the puck, knocking it down, you know, covering it. That could be part of it too. There, now I mean, could be completely wrong, and that could be just making this up. But hey, why not? That's what we're here for, right? We're here. Maybe he's gone blind from seeing himself in the mirror all the time. He's so good looking. (laughs) Mustache in the eye. Well, maybe can't see through the mustache. Yeah, I get it. With this won't come out before the Jets game because we have to do some back end magic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just Rome wasn't built in a day, right? I'm sorry, no, Jesus was, Christ. I think it was seven. Yeah. So we Brett specifically said don't talk about things like it's happening right now because <laughs> this isn't going to come out for a couple of days. So how about that Jets game, Rick? <laughs> I it was nothing that I expected. I was impressed by the Jets game. I was impressed by both teams. The game went three periods. The outcome <laughs> for me was never in doubt. I won't say which way it turned out. <laughs> well, you don't want to waste ruin it for anybody. So it could be on someone's PVR right now. Yeah, no spoilers. Just wait until Saturday morning to watch it. If the Oilers manage to climb out of where they were, and of course the Jets game has added or not added to their points, mm-hmm. I will never adhere to this bullshit that if you're out at American Thanksgiving, you're screwed because it will have been two years in a row. The oil were way out of it at American Thanksgiving and came roaring back. Last year, we would not have been way out of it. We were were five points up on this time last year. So your MJ was wringing his hands in the other studio saying we're screwed. (laughs) Oh, I know we had that. I had it going on with them there on Tuesday as well. They asked, you know, what are the percentages you think the oil still make the Stanley Cup? What's yours? Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs? Sorry, make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chances uh, are they always make the playoffs, percentage-wise. 80%. Yours? Bag Milk and I went 80 or 100. Yeah, 75. Oh, 100? Yeah, yeah. You're picking with your hearts. No, I just think the team is... The team is... The, te- the teams in front of them are not good enough to stay in front of them. This team has figured out their offensive woes. Connor figured out his game. Leon's back. There's too much offense. This team is too damn good. This team is the exact same team that it was in Last August. Yeah. And we said, hey, listen, this is a Stanley Cup contending team. This yeah. is still a Stanley Cup contending team. You got to add players, though. But that, we, and we said that all year. This Who's that real tall guy who played for us last year? Vinny. Oh, no. Bukestad. Bukestad. Oh, Nick Bukestad. <laughs> I wish we still had him. Yeah. He's doing, he's having a great season. He's good, man. He was another one of those guys like Derek Roy that came in, was as advertised and let him leave. However, that's why we're fucked is all. However, no, because I know he's actually being quite well replaced right now by Edmonton product, James Hamlin. Hamlin's been playing fantastic. He's going to be cheaper. He's going to bring you a little bit different. You're going to lose out on the size and the reach, but he brings a lot more speed. I think he brings more offense to the game, actual like natural offense to, to the game. This scouting report is wildly off. Hamlin has a mustache. Bukestad was tall. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that in any of your assessment of the situation? Jesus H. I, I don't think that things were as dire as they appeared to be during that stretch. And I no, think but that now things are kind of coming up to the mean of where they should. Yeah. And where they okay. should be is pushing for first place in the, in the division. Therefore, from here on out, if you start everybody at zero points, I want to see us right up there ahead of Vegas. We watched them last or last night, two nights ago, whatever what is, we are the better team. Is they one hundred percent were the better team, and I hate to be that person, but how much of that is due to the fact that they went to a shootout or overtime? Sorry, against Calgary. Well, I mean, before. I don't think that makes you that much more tired. Nah. Were the guys going to bed right away? Well, no, no, they were going to go hit up uh, yeah. Singapore Sam's either way. <gasps> they go get turn some, up. Yeah, yeah, go get some. Go get some. You know. Some some beef in here or something like that. It was. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm just, you who can plays a, a five guys play in overtime, and then four. And you can't even consider the shootout because what yeah, are you doing? It's, it's a one-one game. You know that that's a tough battle to come into. And then the next day you go five four. They, technically, you should have looked at or you could have looked at it as the Calgary be, game being like that hook game where you're just like you're looking at Edmonton and Vegas, Vegas and yeah. Edmonton. What was the yeah. last time you played each other? True. You know we are ready to fight the fans in the street. Damn right. Still am. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, like, and if the Oilers had a better record, I think that game would have been a little more chippy. Why are there so many Vegas Golden Knights fans? 
I don't know. I don't get it. When they scored, you could hear way too many Golden Knights fans and way too many in Edmonton. People I think just it's jumped just, on board because they were the new team. And they came the on, they were good thing. so fast. Yeah. Right? It's an easy bandwagon to jump on. But it's yeah. And then, yeah, Stata. I'm not a. I could never cheer for a Jack Eichel based team. He's I'm just a one bandwagon kind of guy. Yeah. What's that? I'm a one bandwagon kind of yeah, guy. That's right. First sport. Yeah. 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 Mm. You're Dolphins, by the way. Even I know. Yeah, things are fire. looking good. Things are looking good right now. Real good for you. Both sports are like we're looking fun. This is it's been a fun year. Well, now it's getting fun. It was I was having good Sundays and the rest of the week yeah. was fucking pretty <laughs> shitty. But yeah, it was. We're sketch. bouncing back here. I think we can have a, a big year on both of them. I'm a Bears guy, so I'm miserable. All You're going to have the first and second draft pick. Yeah, we are. Are you going to yeah, pick a quarterback? I personally, I would. I would trade fields for because you're gonna have like first and fourth or something like yeah and so you get have they fallen off their second pick uh, the other, yeah because yeah, the other pick was traded yeah <laughs> like, yeah classic no. fall for hall bullshit exactly. yeah no i would I, I would trade fields and pick williams yeah because williams is just he's much more if if he goes he hasn't declared yet. He he's gonna declare. He's, you would think so, but these guys can make money in college right now. Crying in the crowd to his mom. He's yeah, done. he's got maybe some maturing years to go. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, he's not ready. But for the, NFL. because if, with these guys getting the, the nail contracts and whatever, now you can stick around in school. Like I think Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. was saying, he might stick around one more year because he actually had goals that he wants to hit. One was being beaten Michigan. One was winning the division title. Wow. You know, when you're making money anyways, well, and yeah. they're making more money playing college anywhere. Your first year of the NFL. Yeah. Well, now there's NIL money coming flowing well, that's what in. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like these guys yeah. are making seven, eight million dollars a year. Who is uh, uh, these, college football? Players. Yeah. Marvin Harris is going to be doing that. No problem. He's making that much in NIL money in college. For oh, sure. Yeah. Why would you want to play in the NFL if you can make that amount of money even? Well, because you only can only play for like four years. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, I mean, those. why would you hasten your departure from college is what I mean? Well, I mean, now I agree with you. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's always he had, play your four full years. He, had make goals he wants money. to do. He wants to before hit. I was like, I have to abandon this amateur, no money life to go make money in the NFL. Yeah. You, everybody should be playing. But there's still, team. but you're still like your, your, um, your rookie minimums are there. They're there. <laughs> I'm reading the biggest NIL deals in college football right now. It's a shocking name. Not really shocking. If you kind of think about it, but who do you think is, uh, has the biggest NIL deal? Shocking. Right Kind of. R. Kelly. <laughs> Shocking, he said, Rick. That would shock me. I would say, I didn't know R. Kelly played. I thought he was in federal prison. <laughs> nope. No, he's quarterback for the Colorado. Damn, Colorado. Oh, Shadour. is it? Is it? Shadour. Shadour. That's why he had that watch flossing. Yeah. Yeah. How much he exactly. make? $4.8 million. Oh, so they're still under that, then, eh? Yeah. Well, that's that's the reported money. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's especially with the new deal now. Well, I saw a tweet no yesterday way. that there can be some seven, eight million dollar guys. Yeah. It, 100%. Like, so if Marvin Harrison comes back, he's going to be getting the max dollars, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it went actually surprisingly second is Arch Manning, and he just played like his first. Just play. Yeah. He's, that was, they, they went nuts. He yeah. wasn't like the halfway through the third quarter he got yeah. in there. And that's his first snaps in, in, yeah, in college. Yeah. In college. And and then Caleb Williams had a reported 2.7 reported. Those guys are going to be just the king of the college locker oh. room. Hey, well, you walked in making $4 million and everybody else getting paid in subway <laughs> gift cards. Yeah. The other guys, the other guys are Manning. That's well, Eli's but, kid. Or sorry, Peyton's he, kid. You walk in there as gold anyways. The difference though in hit Arch Manning's life because he's getting this money versus some of these kids oh, yeah, for no, whom it's going to be the first him. time they ever see a penny. Whose kid is he? Peyton's. He's not Peyton's. Oh, no, he might be Cooper's then. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Is he the wonky Cooper's. one's kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cooper, all your brothers and your kid, and you can't do shit. If you ask them, and I think that might be a little bit Bitch looking out for the guy Manning. not in the league, but they said he was the best one. And then what happened? It must be injuries or something. I, I think he was injuries. the best of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you're like, and then that one night yeah. I dove off the pool into yeah. the thing and, and tore boom. my labrum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they said the same thing about Jared Stahl. Jared Stahl? Yeah. Not Stahl. <laughs> the, the Jared's, there's another Stahl? You there's didn't know that? Yeah, What's wrong with Jared Stahl? He just didn't correct the lineup. But he was drafted, I think, by Carolina. Saying they were saying he was the best of the bunch? Yeah. Like, and then this wasn't like the brothers taking it, but I think when they were talking, when they were like pumping up his, uh, his, his rookie stuff, yeah, when he's coming into the draft, he yeah. said he could be one of the best of all four of them. <laughs> Oops. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that brother sister that's got a way on you man like if you're the 
only Manning and now your kid has it too. And you're just like, oh my God, yeah. why couldn't I have played in the NFL? <laughs> Got all the chicks and the money. <laughs> oh, and that wife's like, it's okay. You do lots of good things too. You barbecue. <laughs> well, that's the stall, man. You go back to the, you know, you go back to Christmas and Mark's bought parents a car and Eric's bought them a house. And, and I Jordan. made a bird's nest. <laughs> exactly. Jared's here's your, here's your macaroni fucking picture. You put it yeah. in the fridge, Mom? Jared and the D's backwards. You're working on your D's, big man. We know. We can see. We always knew you could. We love you all defense. equally. Now, if you'll excuse me, my Ford Ranger and I have a trip to take to the store because of the good brother. The one we love. Yeah, that's, and that's has a, a Stanley Cup ring. One does. Two does. Three, I don't think. Marky Mark, Mark doesn't. Doesn't. doesn't yeah. No. Tough. Well, well, I never liked the stalls. It was funny how we, when the stalls came out, we were just like, it's the new Sutter family. Like we needed a new Sutter family. Like we can only process things if there's already been a set. Like yeah. new Sutter family. Yeah. Here they are. There's 12 of them. Yeah, there's going to be multiples. Imagine the Sutter family back in the day where they have seven kids playing the league. Seven, yeah. Isn't that sick? <laughs> seven, I think. And, and a set of twins were in there too. What? Yeah. Of Sutter's? Yeah. Oh, shit. I uh, I was flying into L.A. one time. And uh, you know how when you, you're going to baggage claim and you have like a car coming to pick you up, they have the name yep. on the thing. And we were one of the last people coming off the flight. And this was coming in from Edmonton. And so we're going down the escalator and there's there's one of the drivers that's, that's standing there. And on his little thing, it just says Daryl Sutter. He was on our flight down from right behind <laughs> us. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, mom, I have to go to the washroom. And I'm like walking back to like, look, oh, is that, is that Daryl? <laughs> Walking through the crowd. Yeah, you just stand beside his driver with your hands in your hips and wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him. I can see him. Oh, mom, oh, there he is. Yeah, that's him. That's him. That's the him. Let's get him. The best part is, though, is like Daryl Sutter is hockey probably i'd say royalty mm -hmm. at least the Sutter oh, yeah. family is royalty oh, yeah. um down there that he is probably the least famous guy that driver has driven around oh yeah for picked up from LA. no he got the short straw yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh 100 percent. imagine trying to have a conversation with daryl sutter yeah, he didn't show up for work the day before so they're like hey fine you get the nobody <laughs> I, I just watched the robbie williams documentary have you seen it on netflix no. it's really well done and he talks about like every, kind of like the beckham documentary that things in la or in, in england were so bad for him mm -hmm. that he moved to la where no one cares really? and that's two documentaries in a row i've watched the beckhams that's why they moved there the main reason wasn't soccer it was just to get away from england yeah and then robbie williams too he's like i moved to la where literally nobody could care less about me so you think about that and think about sutter it's disappointing i thought you said robin if robbie williams oh yeah you remember i want to watch a robin do i remember robin williams or do i remember robbie williams i didn't realize it the same name yeah i heard robin not robbie it's a real think piece there rick thank you that's what i'm here for <laughs> <laughs> the Robbie Williams documentary is like, I'm like sitting in bed. And then the whole documentary is just lying in bed, looking at clips of himself in his laptop. He's he like, I don't know if this is a real movie. Is he ripping yeah. off layers of skin? What do you mean? So his music video. Oh, that one video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm lying in bed really? watching this on a laptop. I don't want to watch a guy lying in bed, making a show on a laptop. <laughs> yeah. This is fucked up. Yeah. It's just two men lying in bed together <laughs> with laptops. Suspect. Robbie Williams. Robbie. All right. All right. Not Rob. Some good music though. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Mm. I didn't really realize like how famous he got so fast. Like that's pretty crazy. So for yeah, somebody that fast. born in 1996, what did Robbie Williams do? So Robbie Williams was like in a boy band in England and then went oh. solo, kind of like Justin Timberlake of his day, oh. but he was just ultra, ultra popular right. from like 2000 to 2010. Like I, 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 if you showed me a photo of him, I would know I, I can formulate yeah. a face in, in my head too. I know who he is, but I didn't know him as like the boy band version when they were talking about him. Oh shit. That was not who I thought it was, but now I know who that is. Yeah. He's 100%. cool. Robbie yeah, Williams. He's, he's cool. He's a handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. Does he still put out music? Uh, didn't seem like it. I feel like he sure. hasn't put out music since like the 
mid nineties, early two thousand, well, whatever, like those, those songs came. He out. basically said, I couldn't have gotten any more famous. I couldn't have gotten any bigger. I couldn't have gotten any more, any of it. <laughs> then he had a nervous breakdown the entire concert, one concert on stage and they show footage of it. He's just like, it's terrifying to watch. He's like sweating and his eyes are bugging out of his head. He's trying to sing his songs. He doesn't know the fucking words, anything. Wow, really? At the end, he's like, that's it. And then he lives in a huge house in LA. I don't get yeah. how that happens. The end. Yeah. What? I don't get how that happens. Buying a house. But you know, you're so good for so long. And then there's one day on stage. It's like, it's like a guy doing a clean and jerk weightlift at the Olympics. One day your elbow just goes boing, and then you're fucked. <laughs> he was scared the whole time going through. And that's why he partied so hard. And that's why he drank so much. And he says like, it's unnatural to go out and everyone be screaming and yelling and staring at you and looking. Yeah. And it's interesting because over the course of the documentary, the crowd start out with no cameras. Then a little bit further on, some of them have cameras and they're digital cameras and they're holding them over their heads. And then a little bit further, you see the first flip phone cameras come out. It looks like they're taking a photo with an onion. And then but it, as it goes along, how just like all the streaming, all the lights in their faces, like it's just very crazy to do a concert or be out in public. I just know. would assume you become numb to that stuff after a while. Fair. That's or fair. just the numbness is what ultimately breaks you. Is it was never cool and you were just coping, 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 coping crazy. <laughs> yeah, but if you had a breakdown on stage, then it's well, he, just, was, like, he says he's nice. like, I don't want to watch this one concert. I can I know what's about to happen. And the guy makes the movies like what's about to happen. He's like, it's just like 80,000 people at this show. Oh, my. And he this was, I can understand. And he's actually, like, I was so tired like going into it. And you see footage because he has all this footage of him. He's like, have I ever been this tired? His manager's like, I've never seen you this tired. He's like, I don't think I've ever been this tired before. <laughs> and it shows him pacing back and forth. His eyes are bugging out of his head. And he probably has 14 pounds of cocaine yeah. surging through him. So that, okay, this point I can understand. Now. What was weird about it is there's like Robbie Williams. It was also crazy, but they don't mention anything crazy happening. They just show him lying in bed. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I want the dirt here. What Go was on. so crazy that you yeah. what? But he was a talent. He really was a talent. He yeah. was. Yeah. And he's probably way bigger over there than he was here. Oh, way bigger. Like to the point like Beckham, he would, people were yelling at him in the streets and shit. He couldn't get it. He was dating a chick from All Saints. Remember them? Yeah, I remember All Saints. Yeah, they were great. All Saints. Really? No, but All no. Saints was. There was a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio called The Beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the title song was called Pure Shores by All Saints. Yeah. And Jay Downton put that on every mixed CD he made from 1999 <laughs> to 2005. <laughs> You'd be listening in the car like waiting, waiting. Here we go. All Saints, Pure Shores. I knew beyond there somewhere <laughs> now there's aqua on every one of them so he was with her that was like the power couple that they were <laughs> sick i would well, love to be a power couple really probably not with robbie williams yeah that's my dream too yeah. <laughs> i can't see how to la has got to be that like he said no one cares like there's a culture in la that no matter who you see walking down the street you act like it doesn't matter yeah yeah except for the paparazzi that's fair. It's paparazzi and tourists. Cause like when, when yeah, you're going down, buses like, going around, exactly. Like driving through the Your neighbor, yeah. house, you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? like, let me just mow my lawn. Dude. <laughs> like, why am I having to close my front gate from a, a TMZ bus? Like, it's strange that I, that's always been strange to me is just the, the utter fascination of getting, paying for a bus to go and show you where somebody, maybe well, because you're, somebody. you're driving through and you're seeing big houses and you're seeing yeah. manicured lawns and like people hear about Bel Air, they hear about LA, they hear about Beverly Hills. Right. So just to go through it in a two decker bus, I can see the appeal. Fair. Fair. I just but I don't need to be like, there's Al Pacino's garage. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But like to drive through mansion land is cool. I, I remember I was driving. We were my family and I, we were going to the Grove and we were driving through the hills and my aunt was going, oh, that's Bruno Mars's house. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> nice. That's sick. Back on my phone, like it just it never whatever. Yeah, what really is he going to come out and yeah. say gorilla for me? Hollywood Hills is such a weird area. I remember one time I went to a house and like they're on the hills, right? So yeah. a lot of them you can't see shit. You'll just see a gate or you'll just see like a garage because the hill like masks the house that's in behind, yeah, yeah. right? And everything's all weird it's and there's foliage. like yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. I don't know. It's a very strange. Anyways, I was at this house and I'm hanging out and I'm looking at everything. And it's all good in the hood. And I go to go back in the car with this guy that I went with. And there's well, like a party, so we're out in the street and there's just like all these guys on motorbikes. What? 
And I was like, I guess a bunch of motorcycle people are coming to the party. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of waiting and we had to wait for a car to get out so we could leave. And I said to the one guy, I'm like, are you guys all coming to the party? He's like, what? No, 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 man. We're all paparazzi. And I was like, oh, what are you waiting for? He's like, Lindsay Lohan's like right up the street and we're waiting for her. I'm like, Lindsay Lohan's right up the street you're waiting for. That's awesome. So my buddy comes back. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. We're waiting for fucking Lindsay Lohan to come out of this house. And the guy was like, oh, no, man, like there's no reason to stay here. Like all you're going to see is her whiz by in a car and all us jump on our motorcycles and chase her. That's fine. And I was like, this is everywhere she goes. He's like, everywhere she goes. I was like, well, it's not going to end well. See you later. And then I got the car and drove off. But like, what a weird place where everything's like hidden and behind yeah. all these like fences and gates there's like weird shit going on but you almost have to be if you've got people around you yeah. that much right yeah but even like driving through the like those those roads impossible and people like park on the sides yeah. of the roads and the road is like this big and you're tr- trying to drive up and then the car's coming the other way you're like I have to peel out it's awful well I said the one guy I was like so what is it like in like rush hour traffic here he was like rush hour well like no one has a job in LA it's another <laughs> fucked up thing about it right it's like the freeways are full yeah. like the Hollywood Hills they're like no one goes to work here yeah. you, what? you go shoot yeah. the Avengers for six months and you come over four years yeah. <laughs> do whatever right? like, you live off that Avengers money and then you got like old ass actors and actresses sprinkled throughout all the Hollywood Hills that made yeah. a bunch of money making like direct to DVD movies in the mid O's <laughs> and they got a house and they haven't worked in years yeah. Voice and, and they're commercials. just yeah they're just kicking it they haven't even seen them out in public in ages it's just I don't know I don't like the vibe yeah no it's i i enjoy it because it's I, i've always like you've like an extended family yeah, down there and yeah like, yeah I, I guess it's probably just more memories or nostalgia than anything but it's 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 certainly a different culture and kind of going back to what you were saying with if you live there and you see somebody who's famous or relatively famous it's just a oh we're in a random cafe Good. <laughs> so am I. I don't want to hold my wits about me. Like when you're in New York, there's a hustle and a bustle about yeah. the city that I love. Like all morning, noon, and night shit's going on. LA feels like every day is Saturday. It feels like every. Oh, I don't know if I like that. LA, LA is just stoned all the time. That's all it is. LA is just high as balls. Interesting. Just living life by whatever. See, comes I like happening. Vegas because there's always shit going on. Yeah. Man. And if you want to get in there, then jump in the pool. If you don't, then walk on the edge. You don't got to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. But there's always something going on. Yeah. So well, I can never like move to like a small there's town. There's always something going on in LA too. Like there's always, I mean, it's what, 35 million people or something like that. Is that what it is? In California. Yeah. Isn't, what, do, what do we have in Canada? 36. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, California it's, by itself would be the sixth largest country in the world. Like in terms of economy. Oh my God. That's, 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 that's a lot of people. Yeah. But like I went to a Dodgers game once and even it was weird. Like there's no subway. Yeah. Well, see, it's at the top of a hill. You have to take like the cars all winding up. And so I watch, um, I watch the Los Angeles news. I got, I got cable. KTLA. KTLA. Oh yeah. It's, it's <laughs> big in our channel. family. Lots of car chases. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is. There was one. It's awesome. There was one just the other night. It was great. He was running into people. He was yeah. running through yards. It was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, no, actually they're reporting today that, uh, they're talking about putting a gondola there. So then you to at Dodger stadium and Chef as ravine so they can just take that and then the uh in theory the traffic won't be as bad but yeah yeah my also a funny little dodger story my mom and i went to a dodgers game i was this was 10 years ago or something and i went to go grab like nachos and drinks and my mom went to go sit in our seat we were sitting we were in the we were right behind the home plate but like in the back row of the home plate so we were like kind of just on the concourse type thing but what they do is the back row is actually you take a step up instead of taking step down Mm -hmm. and you're that's where the back row is so i left my mom alone she my mom is an older woman and she when i was gone she went to go to the bathroom or something or step away and she didn't realize that the step was, step there. was down and she fell oh, and, no. and hit her head oh in like a no pylon. so there happened to be firefighters that were watching and and came to help in that and then when the rest of the the dodger stadium staff and other firefighters came they were just recording everything they were recording how they were dealing with her and all that. So recording it, as in videotaping, yeah, recording as in taking notes, videotaping. 
Like they brought a camera and were videotaping for lawsuits and shit. Yeah, I was exactly. gonna say, are you used to, yeah, did she have to go to the hospital? Are you guys no, like no, no, financially okay now? <laughs> yeah, I had to go to the hospital. It's like that is four place. stitches. That'll be three hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars. Oh no! Yeah, she was bleeding too, but she. I was like, we can just go. Like, it's not that big of a deal. She's like, no, no, we'll stay, we'll stay. And then the Dodgers lost like eleven nothing to the Phillies. Was like, and you're like, this is the worst thing that happened today, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so are the Dodgers gonna get Otani? Yes. Yes. It's sad because again, I'm a Canadian Dodgers fan and I played baseball for 15 years. And as somebody who plays baseball in Canada, the blue Jays are very prominent in, in youth baseball. So you just naturally become a baseball or a blue Jays fan. It's you didn't have the Expos. No, no, exactly. So, um, it was always uh, Dodgers came first, Jays are second. So because they were never won either, so you can't. You want to cheer for a winner. Yeah, Dodgers exactly. are winning. Otherwise, you got yeah. Carlos Delgado's fucking version <laughs> yeah, of the Blue Jays, yeah. and he. I, don't know, I was a big Vernon Wells guy. Yeah, fair, but they didn't. Uh, there were not a lot of dubs back <laughs> no, then. He was the only no. dub. But um, I, <laughs> it makes sense in the media, Amer- especially the American media, for Otani to be a Dodger. But I think we tend to forget how much money Rogers really makes. Rogers made like eleven point five billion. It's like they're, yeah. they're fine. They have yeah, they got money. They'll be fine. I think I do think that it's down to the Dodgers or the Jays. So either way, it's a win-win for me. I think it'd be really. I don't expect it to happen, but I think it'd be really interesting to see him go to Toronto because I think you get the you get right away you get the other Japanese guy who wants to come over and Yoshinobu. play. Yeah, he wants to play Yoshinobu. on a team with Japanese. Dude. Well, he got the. Japanese come here. Yeah. I I wanted to throw this question to you, Wanye, in regards to he is the biggest entity, at least probably. uh, Yeah. Otani. He's the biggest athlete in Japan, probably. He is one of the biggest athletes in in America right now. And if he's sitting there in free agency and he said that he wants to expand his brand in some way, would not coming to Canada be exactly that you get to add another country everybody in canada in some form is a jays fan and if you sign that big of a talent there's no way people aren't going to buy his jerseys and you become uh, uh, coombs was saying that this could be the single biggest greatest athletic signing in canadian sports history would it just not make sense for him if he actually does want to expand his brand to just sign in Toronto? So a long time ago, and you, you won't remember, so we'll, we'll fill you in on the befores, but remember <laughs> uh, the Rocket Ismail? Mm-hmm. So the CFL is owned by Gretzky and John Candy. The, yeah, the Argos were. The Argos, sorry. Oh, the CFL. The and there was three. No. Bruce McNall. Bruce McNall. Oh. So John Candy, Gretzky, Bruce McNall, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and they own the Argos and they're putting money into it. And the Argos steal the number one draft pick from the NFL, the Rocket Ismail. Really? And paid them like unprecedented money mm-hmm. to come to Toronto and play. And then he had a little brother, Raheem Ismail, the pocket yeah. rocket. Yeah. And he did something else too. When you steal somebody of that size, it's like bringing Messi over. It's like bringing Beckham right. over. It's just going to grow the game. Right. 100%. And I think that having a guy like that come to Toronto, any team he goes to will now have a new level of merchandise sales. Totally. A new me- level of media speculation, a new level of international fandom. Yeah. I don't think it's going to improve his brand regardless of where he goes. Everything's online anyways. Yeah, but like, I mean, who knows what opportunities the Blue Jays will open for him too, right? If yeah. they play well and he gets to have some. Yeah, but did, are there any, uh, I just don't see there being any extra opportunities to like being in the LA or Toronto compared to like Milwaukee. When you're a because person of his, of his you're a, stature. You're a national team. In you're already yeah. who you, you're, he's like number one up there. Like there's regardless of where you play, he can yeah. play for the trappers up here. But who, who's competing with the Jays up here for baseball supremacy? The river Hawks. Yeah. yeah. They could sign with Tani. It's That's true. Maybe. And then all the tickets would be $10,000 each and we'd need to sell out every game. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then some, but that, like they're everybody in Canada is going to buy a Jersey. 
Like, and that goes. Will they? Yeah. You'll see a lot. Oh my God. The moment he signs, I'm buying mine. The amount of people that have Jay's jerseys already, whether it be like this version of them or Roy Halladay or the V dub. And you go back, you know, you go back to like Joe Carter. Mm -hmm. There are so many random jerseys from so many uh, generations of blue Jays. I have an R.A. Dickey jersey. All of them. All of them, well, 90% of these people who had those weird jerseys would all go get an Otani. Yeah. And then you'd have a whole bunch of people who've never had one that would jump on board as well. Because they know the name and and I'm sure. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah. Well, exactly. You have one. I have one. Look at us. Right. And then that brings more people to come to the games. Uh, There's people who. I don't see that part. I don't like. So like. If you want to support the Blue Jays, go support support the Blue yeah. Jays. They're a really good team right now. Yeah. Um, you should be selling all that building anyways. Yes. 100%. But yeah, it would help them but to definitely. The other thing too is, yes, they'll be selling out the building quite often, but. They'll be selling it all the time. They're the also, yes, that too. But they're also reconstructing the, the lower level. They yeah. already did last year, the outfield. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're under. Now they're doing right now. the infield again and being able to put more butts in the seat in some way would certainly help with Shohei Otani. You're making more money being with him on the team. You're getting way more exposure and you're able to put Shohei Otani, the biggest face in baseball with a little J with a Canadian leaf right on. It. <laughs> it's a win for the Maple Leafs. Or Maple Leafs. Jesus Jays. Christ. What's the matter with me? It's a win for the Blue Jays to be able to have a Maple Leaf on him, like yeah. for the country to have, be able to oh, say, yeah. like, this is the guy he's on the weird one-off team in the other country. Yeah. It's a big win, man. You got to think like if you're Rogers, oh, you have to be shelling out the money because all of a sudden now you can use him in Rogers commercials and instead yeah. of he can do booster juice ads. Oh <laughs> 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 he's sitting there talking sandwiches with Vladdy. Yeah. 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 Talking about un- Uncrustables. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're Rogers, like you can not only is it on the team that you own, but now you can go put him in your own commercials. Yeah. And I guarantee you that people are stupid enough because thou Otani's with Rogers. They'll be like, no, nah, I'm going to Rogers now. Yeah. Really? Oh, 100%. People are dumb. Hello, Hatani? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, with every with every fucking Rogers thing, you probably get like a voice message from him. <gasps> Yo. Can we That's trademark cool. that so they can't steal my ideas? <laughs> That's cool. We can't trademark Otani. We tried. Probably. Well, I hope you boys get your friend. Thank you. I <laughs> hope you get your baseball pal to come and hit dingers. It'd make a big story. It would make a big story. It would make a big story. And, and and those are the kind of things that like 20 years from now, a hot new Canadian player is going to say, well, I grew up watching Otani and he, you know, there's unintended consequences for years to come afterwards. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you've seen it with like Joe, uh, um, the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. Oh, you, Leonard? Vince, Vince Carter. Vince Carter. Oh, there Vince Carter. Like Joe Carter. No, Vince Carter. Yeah. yeah you know, you go back to like uh, Stoudemire when he was there. They grew up. Now, all of a sudden, and you look at the NBA. There's 15 dudes in there, prominent players, yeah. and all of a sudden they go play for the national team, and now we're the you know the world champions. It's not going to happen without Vince Carter. Yep. Yeah, and even it's the same baseball and the Jays when Bautista hit that home run. Now all of a sudden you're seeing billboards all across the city saying, "Please come play baseball, come play baseball," and it has the little Jays logo on it because now kids are seeing, "Oh my God, I could be like Jose Bautista." Now for kids in the next generation or this generation, then we can start producing, you know, the NBA players of today as the you know the baseball players then. Yep. Isn't it Andrew Wiggins that said it that he watched Vince Carter and that was what made him so awesome? Probably, and, dude. Um, uh, and now they him. question his conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry used to fucking his dad played in Toronto, yeah. so he lived there. He's shooting balls with uh, whoever the hell was on the team. Master P. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he would have been there. Yeah. Was what was his dad's name? Del Del Curry. Del Curry. Delly boy. Not much taller. Little Delmeister. Is he the one who taught him how to shoot from center court and never miss and shoot? Yeah, pretty much. It's because he's small. Did he play like that? The dad? Yeah, not to the same extent, obviously. Steph's out there like breaking records and stuff, but his dad was similar style of player, just not as good. (laughs) 
we were making fun in real life. I was, didn't know what to say. So I waited for a moment and then said, how can LeBron James let his one son go around with those glasses on? LeBron James. <laughs> the one kid gets a new heart and the other guy can't even have laser eye surgery. <laughs> it's bullshit. Hold on. Are those glasses, actual glasses? Or are they just No, like he's getting... got the goggles with the strap on the back. Cause the Stop. kids like Horace... wear skiing when they're not too bright. Like you know Horace I mean? Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the new Horace Grant. I dig it. Does he have an eyeglass deal? Fair question. Right, yeah, or maybe so. they just glasses. He's doing it for the look. No, no, he's just wearing them goggles. It's weird. What's it, Bronny <laughs> James? What's the littlest one's name? Tito or something. I don't yeah, know. I think it is Tito. Yeah, but anyways, that was my joke. No, they just let Bronny go back though. Yeah, just like today or yesterday. Yeah, dude had his issue. Like what? I want to say like two years ago now. No, I don't know, it feels like a while it was now. At, wasn't it at the like start of the college basketball year? Yeah, it? yeah, it was this summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it like no, the college July? basketball just started? Like they're like three games into yeah, their season. No, but like preseason. Oh, so yeah, maybe like he came back started. for the year starting, and then that's so maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe he's back in the spring. So it's only been like four or months. Or I guess the the what normal people would call the start of the school year. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, school. That's scary though, man. That kind of shit happened. Oh, I can, I would be nervous about playing. 100%. I would for sure. Yeah, but they're probably like, don't worry. We actually had to fix this kind of stuff. Your dad's LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. hey, you're fine. Everybody else is fucked. They, You're the, they paid for it. The surgeons paid for yeah. the surgery. Your dad uh, signed autographs while you were open with your chest cavity. Yeah. It's all good. We put a proper good heart in you. You'll be fine. He actually signed your heart. <laughs> I don't know that LeBron's going to be able to wait to see Bronny play in the NBA. How many more years is it going to be? Three more? Well, He's playing really well right now. Can't In basketball, you can play one year and then commit. Yeah, that was supposed to be, but when you're Miss part of the year because you know your heart bloody heart explodes <laughs> yeah. in your chest. You might be yeah. two to three years away now. And where does he go? Because well, there was talks about him going in. Like he, the question was like, what round should he should he go? They like, take his name away, take his last name away. Yeah, where does this player go? And the people I've talked to were like second, third round type of player. So he's definitely an NBA or just you know not. But if you get Papa Bear, first, if you draft the kid, suddenly you get to draft. Now all LeBron of a sudden, yeah, now you're, yeah, now he's gonna go in the top five picks. You know, you should get them Raptors. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron and son. Oh my God, mm-hmm. put it with Otani. Trade Scott. <laughs> Let them play. Let them we got like nine hundred million dollars worth of athletes. Then Drake's rapping at center court. Where I was like, we got this shit. And then Ty Domi comes down from the roof. Like, yeah. And this is all just the pregame for the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> and I, I just let them play. Let them play for the Argos. Yeah, uh, LeBron's always said he wanted to play football. I mean, Shohei's a fucking monster. There's no way you could put pads on that guy and he wouldn't run through a cornerback. You think oh, Toronto will ever get an NFL team? No, 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 no. Why we got that money, Rogers? They don't have the field for it. They hardly have they a field. Build wow, venue. we'll build it if we're gonna get an NFL team. <laughs> wow, Shit, we'll yeah. mow over homes. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Line the orphanages up. We'll blow them bitches up. We they will go to. They will go across the pond and they'll go into Mexico first. But how can they be in London? The travel demands are preposterous. It's not bad though. You're it in is. New York. It's like a four or five hour flight. But no like, one's in New York. People are on the West Coast or all over. It's going to be the yeah, time no. zones are all crazy. And shit. Well, that's up to the schedule makers to figure that shit out. Well, but if you have, so if you're from the West, you put them over it and you have to play a team on the East Coast. Then you get your bye week or you fly over it. You know, it's only, it's uh, the flight from like New York to England can't be much different than New York to LA. In fact, it's probably shorter. Well, no, no, you have to fly over international waters. They're on LA to New York's like what four hours? No, even no. to Toronto's four hours. It'd be five, 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 and a half. yeah. But then, so what's your what's your longest? Like say, yeah, Toronto, to, Toronto, London's Miami, like eight. Let's go Miami to yeah. Seattle, then right? That's got to be the longest line. Miami to Seattle, yeah, sure. So, which way are you flying? This way around the world, or that way around the world? <laughs> That's your problem, I think. You're going the wrong way on the globe. Yeah, you could kick it over the Atlantic. Edmonton to Calgary. Which way are you going? North or south? <laughs> north, I obviously. Flying south. Yeah, north. No, but you have to think ge- geographically. Like, you're flying over Portugal, Spain, uh, Italy, all through, and 
it, England itself, well, Britain. Uh, we have to ask Liam really what that's. Don't going call it Britain though; he gets really mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely but, call it Britain. It's more fun that way. But like the United Kingdom, that of was course. I was looking for the United Kingdom. They're an island essentially, and to their, I guess, due west is Scandinavia. So like, there's a lot in between. It's not like coast to coast, New York to England. Like you're you're going over. Yeah, I'm not with Rick on this, no. although I'm with you on everything you say, Rick. In That's this funny. specific instance, <laughs> flying to London to play one-off NFL games would suck. Yeah. Wait, are you looking it up? Yeah. yeah. Seven hours. He's like, no, I'm getting an Uber to get New the York fuck to, out of here. New York oh. to London is seven hours. Mm. And New York to well, the LA is how much? There won't be a fu- uh, What? How long is New York to LA? Five? Well, that'll take another couple minutes. I'm thinking three. I'm thinking Concord. I'm thinking jet fuel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking goddamn Hyperloop. 15 minutes. <laughs> no. Damn. But seven hour flight isn't that bad, man. But it's the it's seven hours of constant time zone change. 620. You're not going 620? Yeah. It takes six hours and 20 minutes to fly from LA to New York. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked to hear this. That's be that. I don't know why, though. But like, you can get a layover. Edmonton or Edmonton, LA to New York. You can't get a lay. Where are you? Well, I guess you can lay. There's no layover. Like the NFL. You're flying that thing direct. You're yes, pretty much landing NFL. on the goddamn field. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, so far. Yeah, we're talking. Airport. We're talking. Yeah, they're getting real nice planes here. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure their planes are also probably a little faster. Yeah. One time when we were going to uh, Europe for the first time, me and Jay were going backpacking, and I rarely am I allowed to be in charge of anything, you know, on account of my habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Habit of being on un- Anyways, very unorganized. And then I'm like, yeah, Jay, I got it all handled. We're flying in. No big deal. And we're looking at the tickets to the airport. And he's like, that's weird. I'm like, what? He's like, well, we fly into London, and then we go, and then we fly out to go to whatever city we're going to after that. I'm like, yeah. He's like, why are there different airport codes for the two? Oh. And I was like, what? I don't know. Five, <laughs> how many airports could London possibly have? And somehow or other on Expedia, I booked it in flying into London, like main airport. And then, yeah, there's a secondary bitch airport I didn't know about. And we had to take a bus between airports to fly <laughs> in our connecting thing. And he's like, what? you're not allowed to book anything. Ever again. <laughs> Probably were the best. It is unorganized. I didn't know. <laughs> but point being, London has two airports. That's fair. Heathrow, right? That's Heathrow and Gatwick, I believe, was the other oh, one. Right. Yes, yes, sounds right. Gatwick. Yeah. How did they let me do that on the thing though? Booking in both airports. That's you know the person on the other side of that was just dying laughing. Yeah, but like I would never have like selected a different airport. Like I would have just been like, get me from point A to point B, and it spat mm-hmm. out the. Did you look for the cheapest flight? Probably. Yeah. Seems probably what it was. on brand. What did I have money to burn? What am I, <laughs> Nelson Rockefeller, running for Senate? <laughs> Not in those Jesus days. H. Christ. <laughs> it's big money. That's How are we doing for time? We got one other thing we want to talk. I want to talk about 45, 42. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're re, um, we're going to distribute Wanya's world independently. Yeah. And this is because in the long run, I want to be able to just like talk about things that are interesting and stuff and not be bound by corporate advertising rules. agreements, which are valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're doing this and we're running a business, baby. Well, we're running a business. International but like, waters is we're, now where we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like if I want to talk about the pint, even though Greta is our partner and we love yeah. Greta, but I want to talk about the pint because it's life. Yeah. Right. I understand from a business perspective, you go with the people who pay you money and right. that's marvelous, but yeah. just for the purposes of what we want to do, there's no uh nation sign inside that bar but that's okay. <laughs> I've never been in Greta and they pay an enormous sum of money to us and I won't go to Greta. I won't go to any of the parties, right? Because I've got weird day one level loyalty to the pie. You won't go to any parties for a lot more reasons than that. But I won't even go to Greta for any reason. That's fair. I mean, like I would never just pop in for a game of foosball or something to that effect. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about today that I think is really cool is a project that Brett and I are going to work on now yep. for the River Valley Company. All right. So we have these restaurants in Edmonton that are down beside the river. And the original one we started in 2014 was called Little Brick. Right. It's in a little old brick house. It's a little cafe. And then two blocks north, we have the building that we're in right now. And this is nation headquarters. And the main floor has a pub mm-hmm. that we own called Dog Patch and a little bakery called Bread and Butter. And inside Dog Patch, I insisted 
that we have a DJ booth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man, this is cool to me. And I was like, what I want to do is what I ultimately want to do. Isn't like when you hear DJ, you think like, Oh, you want to play like dubstep or 50 cent at the club? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I want to like, I've been watching a lot of YouTube content, especially in the last few years. And I see these really hipster DJ sets mm-hmm. that people do. And there was this nightclub I was watching in Berlin during when there was things getting shut down in Germany and they went from being a nightclub to streaming DJs that were all in Berlin and all out of work. And they would have them come do sets in their cooler in their kitchen. Whoa. And it was cool, right? Like it was just the back of house. They were starting, I think it was like part of it was where they render meat or chop things up. And then part of it was a cooler. And so it was called H O A R whore, not the one you're thinking Whoa. of, <laughs> but I was watching this and I was like, man, this is so cool. It would be really, really neat in the long run. The river Valley, company with our two locations and our three businesses, they're popular, right? And people like them, but it'd be cool to use them as sets for content. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the second floor of our building and we have two studios up here, full production staff, we know how the computers work. We know all this, like this is our area of expertise. So the intent was always to make like a really big content company about the river Valley Mm -hmm. and try to use this as a way to get not only more awareness for our, our businesses, but also for Edmonton. Yep. So we've got a deal that we're going to do now with um, CKUA. Right. The hipster radio station in town. Yeah. Right. And they have an office up on, in the Alberta hotel on Jasper Avenue yeah. and they have 10 million songs in their vault. People have been bringing records to CKUA and like record labels have been shipping records to CKUA and bands come to town and they drop off records to CKUA and they hold and archive everything. Cool. So like Sonic, God bless it, doesn't necessarily have every Sonic song they've ever played in physical format. A lot of it's electronic, but CKUA has got all this crazy, obscure, out of date music. Yep. So we are now going to do tonight at dog patch. We're having a concert. Yeah, so I believe live music set up live music. Yes. It's our fifth concert and we're kind of getting our feet wet, making sure that we we put on a sea change mm-hmm. and they're really good. They're music yep. guys that started up a brewery. So they yep. know all sorts of local music scene. And now we're going to start to stream it all. Yep. So one 90 minute set per week of music from the CKUA vault. Cool. And we're getting this DJ and he's going to go to the vault, pick up the music, come down here. I think it's going to be on Wednesday nights and stream all this cool, obscure music. So he's literally going there and grabbing records or tapes or yeah. whatever the hell they used back then. Yeah. Bringing it back here. But he's, he's not just grabbing random stuff. He's put together a list. They're going to put together. So their head content lady is going to put together like a 90 minute playlist for us every week yeah so it'd be like calypso music from the 1950s alberta jazz from the 1960s like really cool out of date obscure music which we will then from the from the word go yeah that's why we were talking about this three four years ago we were planning on doing it prior to opening like that's why we made them they were like we want to have a uh, storage blocker. I'm like, that's a DJ booth. I will put a gun to someone's head if they shit. There's a fucking streaming. You go to the basement. Exactly. Like someone's getting a punch. Um, but now we are going to start to do it. So it's going to be neat because we have a contract with our sponsor yep. and they've committed to a year yep. and we're going to do 50 weekly 90 minute DJ sets and 12 concerts. Same DJ? Three of four nights will be the same DJ, the host. Yep. And then the fourth night's going to be a guest DJ. Ooh. So we can be inclusive and get other people involved and stuff like that. Cool. But in like, as we see with content, you do it a little bit every week or a couple times a week or whatever for like an extended period of time, you yeah. will get famous. Yeah. And Dogpatch has a lot of followers on social. Little yeah. Brick has a ton of followers. Yeah. We have this other account called the Edmonton River Valley account. And it has a lot of followers and we're going to take clips from our sets, just like we take clips from our shows. We're going to follow the hockey playbook to a T for this hipster shit. I dig it. So yeah, you can be sitting at home and turn on the stream and listen to what you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'd never even been to Edmonton. Yeah. But down the road, once you have like an established audience, you know, there's going to be viewers for each one. We can start working on having bands come to Edmonton or singers come to Edmonton and get somebody really, really good to perform down there because of not there's 25 people inside dog patch that watch. There's like 20,000 people online that watch your show. That's so cool. Oh, man. How many big artists or big bands or whatever start like their trips? in like small venues because that's where they did it for blah, blah, blah. Like I remember we were in Toronto back in like the early two thousands and I was there for a hockey tournament through a bunch of actors and musicians and stuff. So it was really all, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, Hey, you gotta do like a, an air band set. 
but you do it on the stage in this bar and like this is like the place that the stones start off all their cool. world tours or something like that so i mean cool. to me it was like it didn't mean anything but to music people like oh my god where are we standing right now this is insane yeah we live in a different era now where i think like the economics of a concert are turned on their head because dog patch is so small, right? By design, yeah. we just wanted a little tiny place. It wasn't yeah. going to stress us out. If the world went to shit, which it ultimately did, <laughs> yeah. we'd be able to keep it open. Thank God. But like, how much are your tickets to come and see this show? Well, normally they have to be enough to recoup the cost of the band. Yeah. Right. But with sponsorship and stuff like that, it's basically the dog patch becomes a set Yeah, for a show. Cool. So that's cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. we're going to start working on that. So tonight's the last non-televised concert, and starting in January, we're going to do these shows. And they're televised too, or like streamed. Yeah, like with, yeah. With, with video, not just audio. No, we're going to do like we have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we're going to put clips on, and then maybe try to figure out a way to stream it live. Yeah, on the Instas. Uh, I was well. I was more thinking like the YouTube, the stream it live on YouTube. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Like. We did a significant deal with our first sponsor and I'll just wait till it's signed and not like actually mm-hmm. fuck myself over by saying like, I'll fuck myself over to a point. <laughs> Everything's signed, but the contracts, but like for them to commit to a year for that, yeah. there aren't a lot of bars I know that are making the revenue we're making locked in off their streaming. Like what kind of future bar is this? This is fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. There's like none doing that. Yeah. And then we're going to try to ultimately do a second set every week at little brick in the yard. And have proper sound and stuff like that. And have singer-songwriters out there blasting jams. Do that in the winter? You just wait till the spring. summertime. Yeah, yeah. Or you could have them in the house. We have that old piano. You still have the tent over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to, like, partner up and get, like, a classical pianist to come and do a, a, a show or some shit like that. Yeah. And put that on the platform. But as people notice, the more you listen to this, this guy's got all sorts of oh, incredible. We push him out. We do them. I know that, but okay. that's what I mean. Like you've oh, got so many crazy ideas for that area of town for the, the whole river Valley. And, you know, we've talked about them for, for years and years and years now that it's, it's fun to start seeing these things come to fruition because the things that we've talked about over the years have been awesome. Yeah, no, totally. I appreciate that. That's nice. I think that like the shit that I do for a living, I'm always living like four years in the future. And it's annoying because by the time shit actually like the Umperville up. blocks finally open. I'm like, yeah, I know. Of course it was. I was thinking about that shit in 2017. <laughs> like I drew with my sister, the architect in 20 fucking 18. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it finally opened in 2021. <laughs> like, oh my God. But I think that the idea of making really cool hipster cultural content and putting it online professionally, which we know we can do and get an audience yeah. is really interesting for Edmonton. Yeah. Cause we've spent a lot of time in Iceland over the years. And one of the ways that Iceland was able to trick people into coming to Iceland was with content and, and yeah. music. Yeah. Right. Mm. And they ultimately would bring in bands and the bands would do a show in Iceland for one of their festivals or whatever. Like and they would, yep. And they would force Icelandic opening acts to occur. Cool. So then the bands would meet these Icelandic bands that kind of sound similar to them. And then they would go and party afterwards. And then inevitably they would start bringing these Icelandic bands on tour with them. Yeah. Then people would be at a festival and be like, what's this band? It's from Iceland. We should go there. It sounds cool. And it worked really well. Yeah. So the first phase of what we wanted to do is like establish some businesses in the river Valley. That's really cool. We think it's like the best part of town. Yeah. And now making content that's cool cultural stuff, like a cool performance or weirdo music from our cool hipster radio station, and then just beaming it out to the internet. You never know who's going to start watching this shit. Yeah. And once you get a hipster in Sweden, who's like, I listen to the brunch set a dog patch. <laughs> that's how they roll. And then next thing you know, they're going to start showing up here, man. hundred percent. I believe it. Damn. So they're getting some local acts coming out of here first too. Yeah. Well, our, yeah, our concerts tonight are local people. Yeah. So you la- start launching some careers. It would be amazing if somebody <clears throat> of note were to up. hit. All right. Is Wanye head starting the tourism in Edmonton? Or? Well, the mall, thank God we have. Oh, what mall? The mall is worth its weight in gold, man. People. Southgate? Yeah. Bonnie <laughs> Dune, obviously. <laughs> but like people, I don't know if you like the mall, but like mall, people know the mall everywhere. Yep. Yeah. I, I have this uh, in my uh, living complex, mm-hmm. what some would call an apartment. Right. <laughs> um, uh, this guy, he just moved from the Ukraine and he, or excuse me, Ukraine, not the re- Ukraine. Not the Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Not there's, there's more Ukraines than the, um, you're not supposed to say the Ukraine. No, no, it's just Ukraine. Yeah, why would you say the Canada? The you, the Ohio State. The you. So the um, United Kingdom, you would say? Yeah, but well, you'd say yeah, yeah. yeah you'd the say, United, but that's because be the, it's a conglomerate, not a country. 
What about like the Turks? No. no. Okay, go on. Anyways, you're telling a story. <laughs> Forgetting people are listening to this shit. Go on. Yes, of course. Um, so yeah, he's from Ukraine and uh, he's only been here for two months and he just went to the, went to West Ed for the first time and he was like, oh my God, it's so crazy. There's so much you can do in there. There's a water park. There's this, that, the normal thing. And his girlfriend is coming on Monday with their cat and he's like, my girlfriend, she, she's going to love it. I can't wait to take her there and then show her that. And it's like, it was a real nice little sense of pride of being like, yeah, this is Edmonton is what we have. It's, it was cool. It's I funny like how that. they can like, they want to spend like a week in there at a time and yeah. we're like, okay, where do, what do I got to do? Okay. <laughs> do where I am I going to park? Here? Cause that's closer to there. Yeah. If I park there, walk to there, over to there, skip that over here, out of there. I can be out in 37 minutes. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh, go-karts. <laughs> but it does bring a lot of tourism to town. Yeah. It does, oh, yeah. Yeah. They wanted to build West Ed downtown. Hey, triple five, the guys who built really? them all. Yeah. And they approached city council for like some sort of tax break to do it in the downtown core. And they're like, Nope, no tax breaks for you. No one gets a mall. And then they're like, well, we're just going to go into a farmer's field. <laughs> And knock that bitch out. And then they did, right? Where would they have put it? Uh, where the city center mall was. They owned it too. Oh, God. But they were going to build it like up. Like it was going to be the world's largest mall. Oh, but tall. But like tall and downtown. And oh. imagine that. That would have been strange. But even like the Mall of America, it's like out of town. Like it's it's by the airport. And then the American Dream Mall. Have you seen that one? No. So the, the Gramesians own three malls. They own West Ed, the Mall of America. And then they have this cursed mall in New Jersey that started like, I swear to God, it started like 15 years ago. And the original developer went out of business and they threw it to somebody else and they worked on it. And then Governor Chris Christie came in <laughs> and put a hundred million dollars of New Jersey state funds into the mall Holy to get this fucking thing done. Cause it's like how Half built. Yeah. That ran out of money. And then they're like, it doesn't go very far when you're talking malls. But it was just trying to get it done. Like it was just like it was already built. You drive by. I think it shares a parking lot with one of the football teams really? in New Jersey. Them? Yeah, they only have they both stay in MetLife. Yeah, MetLife. Oh, they're in the same one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sharing a parking lot there. Um, so they go to the Gramesians. And they're like, do you guys want a big giant mall in New Jersey? And they're like, no, we have two giant malls. We have our own problems. And they're like, no one can run this thing. Like you're uniquely qualified to figure out how the fuck to make this thing happen. And one's in Edmonton, the other's in Minnesota. For real. And they were whining and dining them and like bringing them down and like showing them the project and being like, and so the Gramesians got this insane deal to open October, 2020. Well, huh? That's when the mall was supposed to open. So think about the shopping environment of October 2020. It was terrible. And I always go look on their website because they have a ski hill in the mall. And I went to the biggest mall in the world in Dubai and skied on the ski hill there. So I always want to look at their mall to see how it's doing. No one's skiing that mall. (laughs) Is that is that is that hill bigger than Snow Valley? The one at the Dubai mall? Uh no. It only had one chairlift and one run. Ah, Snow Valley has two motherfuckers. What about height? What about height? Tough to say. So we're talking relatively equal then. You know, Snow Valley's the old dump. What the hell? Yep. It used to be the old dump, and then they put a bunch of dirt on it and made it into a ski hill. You want you well, have- before our time though. Well, but it was yeah. dump for us has always been owned by a yellowhead. Yeah, but it's been the city dump back in the day. If you were to dig underneath Snow Valley. No, wait. The Edmonton Ski Club was the dump. Oh, yeah, that Never makes mind. sense. You want you want mm. more Edmonton lore. Go on. Please. You know the fourth and fifth hole at uh, Mill Woods? You know how it's it's like um, one. It's two. a dump too. No, Bill well, it, it kind of. That is where they had the uh, burial. They had a burial place for all the people who died during the TB crisis during the first pandemic. Yeah, they put them out of the Bill Woods Golf Course. Yeah, because they they used to have a, an area in uh, like the first building at the U of A, and they just stuck them all in the the basement. <laughs> and then people were like, "Yo, it fucking stinks. what do we do? Throw them down there? Yo, the yeah. basement stinks. <laughs> put so them at the Bill Woods Golf Course. <laughs> the fuck? So they just toss them in that, all at the golf course. Oh no! And so that's why the fourth and fifth holes are a little on a hill because it's just you. Human you're, remains? You're just golfing on 1914 people. I'm gonna start bringing oh a sacrifice God. for those holes. <laughs> yeah, you just start pouring on the water. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what I'm bringing, but I'm bringing something. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we're talking about what used to be where, I can tell you that as I'm, I read a book about the Alberta brick industry once because Little Brick was one of the first <laughs> brickyards in the province, mm-hmm. so I'm well aware. And the interesting thing I found was that 
at Victoria Golf Course, right. there's the seventh hole where you tee off and there's the par three and it's just right beside the road and yeah. there's a dip. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. dip was where they used to have another brickyard. And oh. that brickyard made a whole bunch of little brick shacks and put them along the river where the Mayfair is. And it was a red light district back in the day. Wow. So then I see this guy and go, where do you play golf at? And he's like, the Mayfair. And I'm like, where are the whorehouses used to be <laughs> in 1880? Edward, that's where you play golf, you yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> so I always have a laugh when someone says they play at the Mayfair because I'm like, all them turn of the century whores. Uh, I see what they're doing over there. I get it now. Imagine those days when Windowless, powerless brick shacks beside yeah. the river. And you're yeah. like, what a Friday. There's, there's <laughs> very small resources for washing yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you have a shower once every six then. years. You smell like salmon. Anyways. Yep. That's the story I know about the bricks and the Mayfair <laughs> and the hookers. <laughs> Is that the title? But yeah, the, there's a story. The title of the book, for sure. The title of the title of the it's podcast. The title of the podcast yeah. bricks the Mayfair hookers. <laughs> hookers. We have a th- <laughs> an entertainment guide. Somebody dropped off a little brick for us once upon a time, and it was showing. It was like a guide of what to do in Edmonton in the 1970s. Okay. And when you look at it, it makes me want to cry. How far the city has fallen from back fallen fallen man. What I'm going to say that there was thirty live music venues in town advertising concerts Fair. in the seventies. For some reason, we all fell in love with charcoal pit steaks. What? So you'd go into a restaurant and they would have a charcoal pit with like a vent sucking up all the fumes and you would open cook steaks. And that was like one of the things Edmontonians loved. It seems cancerous everywhere you went. They're like live no, music in an open mm-hmm. steak can, pit. We're living large. It's yeah, 1974. I can, I can get behind this. And the amount of music that was brought in every week. And they're like, these people are in town from Chicago and these people are in town and there's, you know, put your suit on and get your best dress and let's go down there. And like, it would just blew me away how much shit there was. Huh. And now we're like, well, you can stay at home and we've got 14,000 channels or you can go to the movie theater and watch those same movies in the movie yeah, theater. Yeah. Right? Want to go to the starlight room? <laughs> starlight room used to be the original Citadel theater. Did you know that? No way. Learned that the other day on Instagram. Ah, that's a good place to learn stuff. This is turning into a, did you know Edmonton edition? We can play this forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anywho, if in the next few weeks we start promoting a series of internet concerts, you know why? Subscribe to this shit. It's going to be cool. Should Mark play. my words. There will one day in the next four years be somebody, maybe not mainstream famous, but in their niche. You'll be like, how did you have that person play for 25 people in your little tiny pub? Mm. And the answer will be, well, 17,000 people saw it on the internet, son. We're getting suicide, boys. Sick. (laughs) NBA young boy never broke again. (laughs) He's on house arrest. He can't leave. (laughs) I saw an interview with him the other day, and he was talking to the guy from, like, Vulture, whoever came to see him. And he's on house arrest in this huge mansion in the middle of nowhere, and he's not allowed to leave. And they're like, NBA young boy is very tense and has a lot of stress because he hasn't left his house since 2021. And this guy's having an interview with him. He just stops and goes, you talk too much, and just leaves in the middle of the interview. I was like, it's probably not going to be good when he gets out of his house. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably going to kill someone pretty fast. He's been locked in his house since 2021. Imagine that. His house is probably the size of like a small mall. But still at that amount of time, like, but he still records albums. You need to start like injecting different groups of people in there. Young Thug wishes he was on house arrest. (laughs) I was concerned where you were going with that. (laughs) Injecting what? Yeah, just different groups of people through there. So you get some interaction. I think there's rules though. Like if you're on house arrest, you can't just have the whole gang come kick it with you. You got to emotional support friends. <laughs> Who was it? There was an NBA player once that played with an ankle monitor on. During the game. I remember that. I and he's like King thug of thug Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you'll play. know where he is. Yeah. Just turn on the TV. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's one like halftime yeah. when they go off the court. Yeah. The court's home, baby. The yeah. court is home. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, that was a good show. Um, We'll see you next week, kids. I wonder how the Jets game went. This episode of Wanya's World is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. We got locations all around Edmonton. We got a location in Airdrie. OodleNoodle.ca. Deliciousness. We got one location in Calgary and one more coming. Beacon Heights. Download episodes of Wanya's World at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify.